Welcome to We Are the News Now with Dan Hennen, brought to you by EternalAffairsMedia.com. Today is December 27th, 2021, and our show will be about current events, in particular the events from the past week. What I'll do today is filter out the fake news so you don't have to. I'll talk about topics that didn't make the news but should have, and also talk about news that made the news that shouldn't have possible misinformation, disinformation that's out there, uh, basically stripping out the fake news. You know, it, it, it's so hard with all, we're inundated with news nonstop, internet, radio, TV, newspaper, magazines. It's a show like this that can condense it all down into 30 minutes. So you don't have to do all of the research. Keep in mind, this is a faith-based program. As always, we'll start out with a prayer. Father God, in the name of Yeshua Almighty, the Christ, we humbly come before your throne and ask that you bless the airwaves and this show. Scramble all devices of the enemy and allow this show to go forth and reach millions. Thank you for giving us our audience, Lord. Please give them the ears to hear this message. Please be with each and every one of them where they are while they tune into our shows. Bless each and every one of them. Ultimately, may thy will be done in Jesus' living, powerful, active, and matchless name. Amen. Well, once again, the news is just too much. It's... it's, we're on overload, and we have been going on for a while. Um, I have cleaned the following articles from the past week, and we'll go over those with you today. Let's start off with Austria, the country of Austria. Now, this is not a joke. Actual news says they're now looking to hire employees that will hunt down those who are not vaccinated. This came out on December 21st. The country of Austria is looking to hire people to help identify those who are not vaccinated. Now, the title of the article says they're going to be hunting down those not vaccinated. I don't know how accurate uh, that is. That may be beefed up a little bit. They're looking for those that are unvaccinated. The question is, why are they looking for the unvaccinated at all? If vaccinations are out there and they're mandated or required, Everyone's going to be getting those anyway. What they're doing is looking for the dissenters, those who do not wish to be vaccinated. Uh, That should not be any of the government's concern if you do not get the vaccination. Once again, we've covered all this before in the Nuremberg trials that came out of World War II. The government does not have a right to mandate anything in the medical field at all. They can recommend it. They can suggest it, but they have no business requiring it and hunting down those who don't do it. Um, This is all too familiar with World War II. But anyway, that's the case in Austria. Not made up. 
they are looking to hire people that are going to be finding or doxing those who are not vaccinated. Interesting. Chicago, more information now coming out from the layer, uh, Mayor Lori Lightfoot. Uh, she's deep state already. We've covered this many times on the show before. More and more mandates are coming out in the city of Chicago. That's another city to follow. Much like New York City and uh, various cities in the state of California run by the deep state. Anything with Lightfoot on it there in the city of Chicago, uh, look at it with suspicion. Uh, this was heavily covered in the Jesse Smollett case as well that happened to take place in Chicago that involved Lightfoot and Kim Fox and Kamala Harris. All that was included in that hate hoax lynching with the noose. These are all a corrupt individuals there in Chicago. Speaking of California, Gavin Newsom will now require, actually require, that all healthcare workers in the state of California must get their booster shot. This came out December 21st. December 21st. Not the vaccine. They already have a recommendation, a requirement, I'm sorry, a requirement to have the vaccine. Now they're making it a mandate and requiring all healthcare workers to have a booster. Now we've been talking about this for about 15 months that this is going to be coming down. They're going to make a vaccine. They're going to require the vaccine. And then they're going to start requiring multiple booster shots. And uh, people laughed, and thought we were all conspiracy theorists at the time. Now here it comes. The vaccine is mandated. And the booster is mandated. And I'm sure in a few months, two boosters will be mandated. So you, you, you can never really catch up. They're getting you stuck in this circle that you can't catch up. Julian Assange to be extradited to the U.S. This came out December 10th in a high court in London. Uh, I did not cover this on my last show, but I wanted to make sure we covered this. Julian Assange to be extradited to the U.S. This is going to be interesting to follow what happens here, the whole Assange case. Bill Clinton was subpoenaed to take the stand in the Maxwell case. Uh, this is also December 10th. You know, the, ex, uh, the Epstein-Maxwell case will be wrapping up here possibly today. Possibly today. And then um, what they'll do, um, we'll get the jurors coming back with the verdict. Uh, we'll, the foreman will announce it and we'll see what the verdict is here in, in regards to Ghislaine Maxwell. Now, interesting thing is, once again, this was a few weeks ago, but Bill Clinton subpoenaed to take the stand. I don't know if that actually happened or not. I didn't follow the trial that closely. But maybe someone could comment on that and let us know here at the show. Bob Dole's funeral was uh, was last week. Bob Dole died funeral took place. He's another deep state actor for many years, very corrupt. The thing that I found interesting about the Bob Dole funeral was that Tom Hanks was one of the speakers. Once again, we will see the same recurring people crop up in all of these events. Tom Hanks has been all over COVID some from the very beginning, Tom Hanks. Now he's the Bob Dole funeral. He's involved with the Cappy, Isaac Cappy death, uh, the, the Pizzagate stuff, the Seth Green stuff. Hanks is all over 
everything. And um, now he shows up speaking at the Bob Dole funeral. Just keep your ears alert to whenever Bob uh, Tom Hanks is at an event or speaks or talks or gives an interview. Very interesting. Indoor mask violation in New York City is now going to be $1,000 fee per violation. Governor Hotchell uh, announced this uh, December 10th, an indoor mask. Now, it's okay not to wear masks outdoors. Indoors, they're requiring it. Now they're making it a violation with a fee, $1,000 fee if you don't wear your mask indoor in the city of New York, New York City within the city. That's very interesting there. We've got 10 million people in that uh, uh, in that whole region. It's going to be very interesting how they handle that and how police officers enforce that. The World Economic Forum in Davos has been called off due to the pandemic. So that's one good thing that won't be taking place this year is the World Economic Forum. A lot of corruption involving with the players there. A lot of the deep state players are involved in that conference. Senator Warren got COVID last week. Cory Booker got COVID last week. Both are both both vaccinated. Now, a very interesting thing is here, they both took to social media, not to say that, hey, how can this happen? I've already been vaccinated. Why am I getting COVID again? But instead, they're both saying, very thankful that they got the vaccination and very thankful that they got a very low um, version, uh, minor, minor side effects from getting COVID this time. They don't address the real issue, but once again, they're pushing the narrative and walking lockstep. Their tweets were almost identical the way they worded it. And so another thing to look for when you start seeing these things, these public press releases, The other thing we must note, uh, we've pointed out on this show before, uh, this is not a vaccine. Uh, They're calling it a vaccine. They're saying it's a vaccine, but it's not. A vaccine prevents you from getting it. Um, You won't get something again if you have the vaccine for it. Because this isn't a vaccine, you can get COVID multiple times, including the booster shot multiple times, and still get it or even test positive. Um, We have to remind those out there that this is not a vaccine. It never was a vaccine. They're touting it as a vaccine. But vaccines take many years of testing to become a vaccine so you don't get it. So this was quickly rushed in the uh, in the urgency sense of an emergency, essentially, to get this out there. Not FDA approved as a true vaccine, but just a, you know, just a shot to get to make yourself feel better. But it's not a vaccine at all. Never was. The New York Times admitted last week that the Biden diary is real. And so going after those who released it versus what it contains. Now, this is very interesting. Project Veritas had that diary and was talking about the diary and the contents of that diary from uh, President Biden's niece. The niece. And in the the diary, it says that... uh, uh, various things that were inappropriate, uh, taking baths and whatnot, uh, sleeping in the, in the bedroom with President uh, Biden, taking baths with him, things like that. These are all, all of these were inappropriate actions, right? All of them. 
very inappropriate. Whether it's criminal in nature or against the law or not, it's very inappropriate. Project Veritas released this to get this out into the public. This was released months ago. Now, the New York Times is now saying that the that the diary is, in fact, real. They, they doubted it at first, saying it's all made up. Now they're saying it's real, but they're going after Project Veritas for releasing it. How dare they release this personal, private information? They're not even touching the contents of it, which is the inappropriate information, is the contents. She made those statements. She wrote it. They're real. This is very inappropriate behavior. New York Times now is going after the messenger, Project Veritas, instead. Very interesting. Kind of reminds me of uh, when Gary Webb was releasing all this information on Iran-Contra in the 1990s, and the major news and mainstream media went after him rather than being shocked at what the revelations contained. They went after him. And that's one of your telltale signs of propaganda when they go after the messenger instead. Now, a chemtrail pilot came forward last week. I did an interview on Rumble. That's a very good one to watch. I don't have the link here for it now, but actual chemtrail pilot that has done this in the past saying that it is real. Once again, I haven't seen this in the mainstream news. It should be front page coverage, but it hasn't. Very good interview out there on Rumble. In Applebee's, restaurant in New York City, uh, a couple did not have their vaccine card and were arrested by law enforcement at an Applebee's in New York City. Once again, who's enforcing this? I've seen comments on this article by saying, you know, my husband's a law enforcement police officer, uh, my wife is, uh, my family relative is, and it's really up to them to decide if they're going to actually make an arrest or not. And so, this is something typically they, they, they wouldn't do. It's, it's illegal. You should have your vaccine. They may get a warning, slap on the wrist or something. But this one resulted in an actual arrest that took place then afterwards on camera, which made it very suspicious. But nonetheless, do couples need to be arrested, placed into handcuffs if they don't have their vaccination card on them while eating at an Applebee's? This is a little over the top. In New Zealand, the Prime Minister announces a special a special account is going to be used to fund journalists who, pro, who produce government-approved stories on COVID-19. Now, this is true. This came out December 12th. The Prime Minister announced that a special fund, a budget, or an account is going to be used to help fund journalists that are willing to do articles that are pro-COVID-19, uh, pro-getting the vax, pro-pushing the fear pro getting the booster, pro getting quarantined. Basically, the narrative, they're pushing the narrative. They're paying these people if they push the narrative. Now, what is that? The definition of propaganda. In my in my book, journalists are supposed to report the news, regardless if it's right, wrong, or indifferent. Not to get paid to do stories on a certain topic to push a certain narrative. That's exactly what it is. That's exactly why they created this fund to do this. They're pushing propaganda and basically admitting it. Now, the general public, of course, I don't think it knows that or sees that or can tell the difference. But this is in New Zealand where all this is going to hell in a handbasket anyway. Very big, troubling news out of New Zealand and Australia. 
And as we mentioned at the beginning of the show, Austria as well. Those are the ones to follow. Those are the countries to follow. And here we get the prime minister herself announcing that they are doing this. Talk about propaganda. Now, speaking of propaganda, on television, Comedy Central, the television show Reno 911 has been off the air for a few years. They're coming back here in the month of December. And they're making multiple appearances with TV shows, with guest stars. And guess what one of the topics are about? This is Comedy Central now. Another one of the propaganda pushers. But they're having a show called The Hunt for QAnon. Reno 911 officers, the actors that play the officers, are going to be doing a hunt, an investigation to try to find QAnon. They're essentially making fun of it. One of the guest stars on an episode is Patton Oswalt. Oswald. So if Patton Oswald, another another deep state confirmed player involved with Pizzagate, Seth Green, Tom Hanks, that kind of a crowd, why on earth would they bring him in to do this, but once again promote the propaganda? Comedy Central, I'm not saying all the shows on that network are propaganda, but Reno 911 now has certainly pushed that envelope pushed it and they're pushing it big time to get back in good graces with the public by covering a topic like this. They're going to be hunting for QAnon. Um, Absurd is what that is. Uh, And I'm a fan who used to actually enjoy their shows. Will not be watching it anymore. Now the Pope's death was accidentally announced on Christmas Day, Saturday. This is very interesting. A couple news outlets had to go back and recant it and pull down their Twitter feeds after announcing the Pope has died. Now, why on earth would this happen? Or better yet, how could it happen? (coughs) Obviously, they get their news from some source, syndicated, and they push it out there and say it. Well, the problem is, how does something like that get leaked? That is the question. Um, I don't doubt that's going to happen sooner or later here in the next uh, few months. I'm sure the Pope will die. But when you see stories like this where someone accidentally dies and then they recant it and pull it back and pull down the articles on the social media, that's where you got to ask yourself what's happening. Christmas Day, Saturday, was also the one-year anniversary of the Nash- Nashville, Tennessee explosion that took out, quote, took out an entire block in Nashville, Tennessee. That was last year on Christmas Day. You don't hear about that anymore. Once they found out that FBI agents were involved, FBI FBI agents were involved in the cover-up, FBI agents were involved in the the planning, the orchestrating of that event. They haven't heard anything more about that. But keep in mind, they were involved. That was another orchestrated event that allegedly was supposed to take place on an RV explosion sitting out in front of the street. Well, there's obviously much more than an RV. There are explosives placed in that building. Some even say it looks like a missile hit it, but it took out a block, basically a city block in downtown Nashville. An RV does not do that. Once again, the public was lied to in that situation, hoping uh, by mentioning it here today that people uh, it stirs up people's recollections of that day. And uh, if you feel, if you can, I know I myself made a few posts on Facebook and Twitter about that event. Remember, the Nashville explosion was one year ago Christmas Day. turned out to be a false flag orchestrated event. 
and quickly recycled back out of the news. They don't even talk about that anymore. Now, something that did take place on Christmas Day is President Biden was holding a NORAD Santa-seeking episode, holding, taking live phone calls, and mainly for children were involved with this. Kids were calling in, getting through on the lines to ask where Santa was. Joe Biden was helping them out. The funny thing was a an individual from Oregon called in an adult and was asking some questions. And at the very end, before he hung up, he said, let's go, Brandon. Very funny if you get to see that tweet, if you get to see that video, he said, let's go, Brandon. The funny thing there is it uh, was uh, interesting that he got through, played the prank, did the joke. It was funny. President Biden responded back, yes, let's go, Brandon. I agree. Um which was actually more funny. Uh, the very next day, people doxed him as a police officer from uh, Oregon, Justin, uh, Justin, no, Jared Schmuck, Jared Schmeck. The name Jared Schmeck was his name. And so all over the news the following day on social media, I'm sorry, not the news, was everyone was going after him saying what an idiot, what a loser, and what a moron he was. The only people saying that, however, were the leftist Democrats. Everyone else thought the joke was horrendous, uh, funny, hilarious, and a good joke, a practical joke. All he said was, let's go, Brandon. People on the left were equating that to F. Joe Biden, saying it was a derogatory term, a slang term, that nothing, you never would have seen something like that come out when Trump was president. Well, we got four straight years of people saying F Trump, F Trump, F Trump. And now we get backlash, huge amount of backlash from this Jared by simply saying, let's go Brandon on a telephone call. It was a joke. Two stories to end on here today that are not jokes. A New York Times editor, age 49, died one day after getting the Moderna booster shot this week. Got the vaccine, got the Moderna booster, a day later, a day later dies. It's New York Times editor. Sad story, of course. Yes, I don't I, I don't deny that. 49 years old, healthy individual, editor for the New York Times, died, but received the booster. Remember, the vaccine and the booster both in many cases will harm and or kill you. In other cases, it may not do anything to you. But the vaccine and the boosters are dangerous. They're in your body. There's no way to get these ingredients out of your body. Basically, once you take the vaccine and or the booster, you cannot put the toothpaste back in to the tube. It's something that you can't undo. You can't reverse. It's a lifelong decision. If it impacts you, you also do not have the right to sue. Your family does not have the right to sue. Well, this dead guy dies after getting the booster. Very interesting. And finally today, a story of about a three-year-old girl in Argentina. Got the vaccine. Died a day later from a heart attack. This girl in Argentina, I made a few posts about it today on social media. She did, in fact, die. She had a heart attack. Now, was it directly related to the vaccine or not, we don't know. An autopsy, I think, will get done to uh, to say that. The reason that this article went viral is that the mother herself 
said the vaccine had caused this. She was a healthy girl, age three. She said once she got the vaccine, she didn't feel good. She had a heart attack, fainted, rushed to the hospital. Resuscitation efforts failed. The little girl died. She's blaming it on the vaccine. Now, was it the vaccine? I don't know. I do know that average healthy three-year-old girls do not die of heart attacks, right? Why did she die of a heart attack? I'm sure the vaccine had some adverse reaction to that. But then again, the girl could not enter kindergarten until she had the vaccine. The mother got the vaccine for the three-year-old girl so she can go to kindergarten. She died the next day with a heart attack. Now, do three-year-old girls go to kindergarten in Argentina? I don't know. Nursery school, I'm guessing. Preschool, I'm guessing. Now, I've never heard of a three-year-old going to kindergarten. But then again, then again with a story like this, I'm sure 80% of it's maybe correct, maybe 20% of it's not. Maybe there's some disinformation in there. Maybe there's some misinformation out there. The fact of the story is a three-year-old died from a heart attack. Now, I find that highly unlikely. And so I, I don't know what this, the case is myself. Maybe more will come out on that. But a three-year-old died of a heart attack around the Christmas holiday season. That is a sad situation. Remember to check out all of our articles and content at eternalaffairsmedia.com. And if you feel so led to do so, please click the links in the description to support us financially. We are an entirely independent media operation and end times ministry. We rely on your support to continue providing you excellent content. Go to eternalaffairsmedia.com, bookmark the site, as well as sign up for the email newsletter in case ever, in case they ever take our social media pages down. Also, a big thank you to our Patreons, donors. This month we've got uh, Alicia, Reverend Dave, Rudy, Andy, Lisa. A big thank you also to Patty, Linda, David K and Dan. Once again, my name is Dan Hennon. Today is December 27th, 2021. Thanks for listening.